Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. All right, it's time to head over to Cork and get some of the local, I suppose, the breakdown of some of the local stories all around Cork from Sarah Horgan from the Echo Live. Good evening to you, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Once again, a lovely hot day today. I'd say you've been out sunning yourself all day long, have you? <laughs> oh, God, I'm like somebody like who's in a, a bunker with no windows or something. That's how I feel now. There's no sunlight coming my way. But yeah, hopefully I catch a little bit of it. I have to laugh all the newspapers today reporting the hottest day of the year. You think it was the Costa del Sol. It's only 18 degrees, for God's sake. The hottest day of the year makes it sound like we're at the end of the year, if you know what I mean. We're only coming into the summer. Anyway, a Cork mother has welcomed her miracle baby into the world after enduring, gosh, 23 miscarriages. My God, that must have been so difficult for them over a 10-year period. Now, I know many women do and can have miscarriages. It's quite common, a lot more common than we think, and something we should talk about more often and talk very openly about. But 23 miscarriages, you'd feel like maybe you'd be given up at that stage nearly. And it's amazing to think that we never know what someone's going through. We could be talking to someone or we could just, meet someone out and about in a supermarket and we never know their story and for this woman she's after enduring 23 miscarriages so she Georgina O'Shea um this is she spoke of her joy at giving birth to a miracle baby girl after enduring 23 miscarriages over a 10-year period so this is a story that started its life on the Neil Prendival show on Red FM and was later picked up by us in the Echo, her.ie, and she was also t- talking to Miriam O'Callaghan as well. So it's really captured, um, captured heart. So yeah. Georgina had her first child, Leon, when she was a teenager, and she's in her 30s now, and she had resigned herself to the possibility of never having a second child. All of her subsequent pe- pregnancies, they just all resulted in miscarriages, but she, she kept going. So... She's in her 30s. She, she, she went to a specialist in the US after her seventh miscarriage and was placed on these trials rugs. And that was in a bid to help her bring a baby to full term. So she was telling Neil Prendival, she said, no matter how much you try to think a miscarriage is not going to happen, it, it does. And she said that she, she never, remarkably, she never envied anybody that fell pregnant or had a child. She said she wouldn't begrudge anybody having a child. Mm-hmm. She always comfort her, comforted herself with the fact that she was just still standing and she could get on with life. There are some people that couldn't. Um, and so after resigning herself to the fact that she may never have a second child, Georgina found herself pregnant last September so uh, she welcomed uh, daughter, baby Riley. That was over a week ago now at CUMH. And she describes the baby as her little miracle. Um, so this is this is just so, this is, really is a miracle. Is a miracle because she had, to yes. have, she, she had to have one of her, um, she was saying that she had to have one of her tubes removed and they told her that the other tube was so badly scarred that the chances of her even carrying a pregnancy again were very slim, never mind bringing a baby to, to full term. So she said that there were just so many tears of joy. Um, I can imagine. When, yeah. I imagine, yeah, it, was quite, it, I imagine yeah. it was probably overwhelming, you know, to, to go through a successful pregnancy after 23 miscarriages. What a shocking, shocking story, but with a very happy ending, thankfully. 
And, and it, it, took, it took such a long time that they're actually, the Riley is going to actually be um, an aunt. So uh, at a few weeks old, so they waited so long that their older son is actually there is is actually welcoming a, a baby himself, and they're going to be grandparents at the same time that they're parents. So isn't isn't that something? It is. It's absolutely marvelous. In other sad news during the week, of course, Tina Turner passed away, and a Tina Turner impersonator from Cork has opened up about a special request she received from the icon herself several years ago. Oh, this this woman, this is everything you could want in a woman because it's uh, Tina Turner with a Cork accent who wouldn't, <laughs> life is complete, isn't it? Simply um, the best, so, bye. <laughs> yeah, oh, she met Rebecca O'Connor. You're, you're not far off now. Um, but she's, she's um, taking care of unfinished business for the singer following a special request from her several years ago, which we wrote about in The Echo this week. So hers is the only Tina Turner tribute act in the world to have been endorsed by the celebrity. The 48-year-old was eating out in a restaurant with her keyboard player and manager when they heard the heartbreaking news. And it comes just a few years after Rebecca's manager, Dennis, played an audio recording of one of Rebecca's performances for the singer. So wait till you hear this. Mm. Tina Turner was so astounded because she had actually mistook Rebecca's vocals for her own. So they played uh, a CD of um, Rebecca singing, and she was saying, why are you playing one of my songs? What's what's the deal here? So it didn't even occur to her that might be someone else. Right. She must be good, so. She must be good. Oh, really good. And Rebecca has been influenced her whole life by Tina Turner because... She um, she was adopted and she was of uh, her background, I think it's of Irish Jamaican descent. And um, she revealed how she'd never seen another person of colour um, until Tina Turner exploded onto her family's television set. So that was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, her father called her down to see the singer on television. And um, back then, Rebecca never realised how life-changing that moment would be and the innocence of it all. She didn't even have the concept of different colours in her head. She didn't know that there was white people and black people. Yeah. She looked at Tina Turner and said, she looks a bit like me. Yeah. So Somebody else with the same colour skin as me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And from that day on, she said it was all short skirts and high heels. All, everything was and Tina large, Turner. And large wigs. Said, <laughs> yeah, but she said the, the only difference now is that she can leave through the front door, whereas when she was young, she'd have to climb through the window <laughs> to get out in her in her skirts and high heels to um, to avoid her parents. So, yeah, she actually. Um, and does she really Turner, sing? Does she sing with a Cork accent? Oh no, she doesn't sing with the Cork accent, but we still got a bit of it because she said. She doesn't do the whole show as Tina Turner, so in between we get a little bit about her, about her. Right. Um, but when she's singing and dancing, you would think you were in the presence of uh, of of Tina Turner. I was going to so. say, there's nothing worse than an Irish singer with an Irish accent. There's a few of them out there. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to get into trouble now. Like you know, Mary Byrne, for example. I know. Don't get me into trouble. I'm not now. getting you I'm into trouble. trouble. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But she sings. <laughs> she sings. That song, This Is My Life, you know that? And she goes, this 
is my life. Dis. That's a very Dublin thing to say. But it's unusual to hear people singing in a Dublin accent. Because <laughs> normally people's accents are not detectable when they sing. You know, you can have Irish yeah, they're people. Not, they're not meant to be. They're not meant to be anyway. <laughs> or you know when you hear somebody at a karaoke or at a wedding. Wake me up before you go, go. <laughs> they're just, they're overpronouncing every word in their own accent. It's Galway. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble now. A young woman from Cork who featured in The Echo, by the way, this week, has become Ireland's first blacksmith. But this is not just your average woman. This woman has beaten the odds. She has Down syndrome and she has she is now qualified blacksmith. Okay, so this is uh, Jesse Voskovich. I, I actually had to send a message to get a voice note of how she pronounces her name. But I do, I, I I do think that I all the time. I still got it wrong. Do I you? do that all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's from West Cork. Her, um, her dad is German, Jesse's, um, and uh, she's carrying on a special family tradition as the fourth generation in blacksmith in her family. Now, she, when she started off, she was only 16, so she was the youngest blacksmith in Ireland. She was, from what we can see, the, the only female blacksmith. I was going to say this. Um, Would it be fair sexist of me to say there isn't very many female blacksmiths, I imagine? And that's all the female blacksmiths now. They'll all get together and come find me and beat me up for a or something <laughs> for uh, claiming otherwise. Um, and she's the only blacksmith with Down syndrome. So she's a, she's an absolute triple threat. Yeah. So she will once again now make her family proud when she showcases her work at the largest inclusive sporting competition in the world, which is, of course, the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. So um, she has... She is, this is something she's grown up with because um, Jesse's dad, Ryan, he's um, from, they have, they're from a long line of blacksmiths and he was the last apprentice blacksmith in Germany and that was 40 years ago. So it was a dying trade then and when you think of how long ago that was, it, yeah. now in some countries there's been a revival but he, but they trained in the old traditional way and of hammering Brian the steel, I just see them with the anvil. Jesse. Yeah, with an anvil oh. and banging the steel with a hammer with an anvil and all that kind of carry on. Whereas oh, and I, they, I, I've been down to Castletown Bear and I've actually seen Jessie in action. Um, and she is, she is, she is very, very impressive. And even though they're trained in a traditional way, they make beautiful modern pieces. Mm-hmm. Sculpture, sculptures, and uh, earrings, and jewellery, and um, yeah, she's just such a such a role model for uh, people with um, with Down with Down syndrome. But mm-hmm. um, Jesse's father made a, a a great point as well. He said that he felt he feels the government really just want to babysit people with special needs, and they don't want to. To maybe encourage them and create opportunities opportunities for them because I know that um, yeah they've had very little support in that respect but they said they're going to they're going to keep the show going um, regardless. Now mm-hmm. what's nice about Jesse's sculptures um, it's Born Transcendent I think is the name of the company so if anybody wants to look it up and maybe support Jesse. Um, she has um, she she has her pieces online. So Jessie said that every sculpture represents the person she has met because they're all different. You can't create the same sculpture twice. But right. she said 
the fa- her favorite one is the one that looks like her dad. <laughs> well, look, finally, a daring globetrotter from Cork. Now, I, I'm reading this story. We're not reading three sentences ahead, right? And when I've seen the word <laughs> Antarctica, I'm already impressed. Anyway, they, they, braving some of the worst, most dangerous and inhospitable destinations with ambitious plans to swim in Antarctica. Now, let me just get to something clear here. I couldn't even swim in Dallyman Beach because I'd be freezing. So how the hell is somebody going to do it in the Antarctica? Um, well, she's she's done so much already. I think, um, yeah, I, I think this this is a woman who loves a challenge. Yeah. So it's Janet New, New, Newenham. Yeah. And uh, she's um, she has a, a very popular Instagram account. So it's called Janice Journeys. Well, what she does is not content with just having an Instagram account. She actually has tours for her followers so they can all join her and actually Would you believe, by the way, I spoke to Janet only a few weeks ago um, on the air and we talked about her journeys to countries people wouldn't dream of going on holidays, to places like Iraq and all these things where uh, men in AK-47s get onto the bus and ask for a passport. So, and she goes in these terrifying places. So this is the same woman. She's going to do a bit of swimming. Yeah, a small world, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what she was saying is it's so um, dangerous in Antarctica because the water is obviously really cold. Okay, Obviously. Just, yeah, yeah the obvious there. Do you know the water is cold in Antarctica? <laughs> you're not going to find a hot tub, but, that's for sure. <laughs> but they have to throw a safety rope around you and then pull you out as fast as possible. So you're literally, you're just in there for eight seconds, but the harness is really is necessary because they can't just leave you dangling yeah. in Antarctica, I suppose. Yeah, um, I, I imagine you would freeze, um, like. Yeah, yeah, it's such a, a a bucket list thing to do, isn't it? I remember many, um, many years ago, I went to Canada um, a long, long time ago, and I remember I was c- coming out of a hotel and the girl at reception said to me as I was walking out the door, it was the middle of winter, and it was like six foot of snow, and she said to me, don't forget to blink your eyes. And I, I looked at her and I went, what? And she says, don't forget to blink your eyes. And I said, blink the oh eyes. God, eyes. And she oh says, yeah, gosh. keep blinking your eyes because they'll freeze. <laughs> so seemingly your eyes freeze. And somebody told me like that if somebody decided it was caught short and had a bit of a pee on the street, it would actually freeze as it was coming out. It was so cold. It was like minus 20 or 30 or something ridiculous. Oh my God, I think that, yeah, mm. people pe- people live, live like that. But um, Janet was saying she'll be, she'll be going at the start of the season when everything is really clean and pristine. So um, they're just, the ship will be just breaking through the ice. Imagine, um, imagine go, uh, going on a trip like that when everything is just so um, mm. beautiful and fresh and yeah. Everything else. Um, okay. So yeah, that's um, that's Janet's story, anyway. Well, look, we did have, as I said, we had Janet on the air going back a few weeks ago. A very interesting lady she is. Actually, when we talked to her, um, we were calling her live from Tanzania. I think she was in Tanzania or somewhere bonkers. I'm not too sure where it was, but she goes to these countries that nobody else would think, dream of going to on holidays. But listen, it's been lovely talking to you once again, Sarah. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.